one purpose right well the 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 key component is this statement and the handful of questions that we will unpack today as far as prompts or prying questions into this is purpose without mission is purposeless but the three questions what i what i found out from my earlier episodes was I'm making the assumption and it's okay to have an audience. And when we're doing a podcast, it's for a niche. That's what it's about. It's for a niche audience. But with that said, I like to be still inclusive as possible because I want to challenge as many people as possible and, 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 in a positive light challenge. So, so what's my point? Those three questions that we're leaning into, in addition to saying, you know, purpose without mission, what, what does purpose without mission even mean? Well, it's saying you could be doing stuff, have a job, even went to school, have a career. And if you've missed the people part of it uh, and not just what you're serving and not just what you're delivering, not just your product, not just your parenting, not just your whatever. If you miss the, uh, if you will, the eternal parts of part of it, the 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 software part of it, the 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 deeper soulful spiritual um, valuable person part of it, you could be walking in a purpose, and I'd be walking with a mission, being mindful of the fact that the most valuable thing here on earth are human beings. Uh, it's just the truth. Nothing is as is is as good. What's the point for anything if it's not to serve someone else, to enjoy it with someone else, and so forth and so on? And I'm not just talking about our uh, direct circles because it's easy to be like, oh, I did it for my kid, or I did it for my life, or or my group, or my town, my area, my whatever. The bigger we can draw those circles to the point where we erase the lines and there are no circles, the better we'll all be. And the fact that we take care of yes what is directly responsible that we're responsible for or are pa most passionate about, but everything else that we're indirectly responsible for or could have impact of uh, would be affected. Let, let me say it like this, because again, this podcast will be walking that line of those that are of faith and not yet of faith or, or the same faith. It does. It doesn't matter in terms of this conversation right now. We can have an extended conversation later. But I will lean in with verses because that's my faith and that is a guiding uh, light to my path right? for all my choices since 1998, whether it's been imperfect or not, which it has been. I don't have to tell you that. If you know me, you're like, I know it's been imperfect. I didn't ask you. Okay, listen, Luke 12, 48. So, so kind of put this verse uh, on the bottom of this, on the foundation of this pod podcast as well. Luke twelve forty eight says, but the servant who does not know what his master wants and does things that should be punished will be beaten with few blows. Not great, but it's getting to the point of saying, okay, we, we are as human beings, whether you believe it or not, we're servants. I mean, God's running the show and, and, and it's, he's, he's telling a parable here. He's, he's explaining something, but then it, it makes a turn here and it says everyone who has been given much will be responsible for much. 
Much more will be expected from the one who has been given more. Please don't make it and turn it immediately into money. Because we're not just talking about that, right? I mean, there is a responsibility of stewardship around money. But how about our five senses? That, that, that for a lot of our brothers and sisters, those are privileges that we have that we've been given those senses. The ability to learn and retain information. Uh, the physical capabilities that we have. Uh, whatever socioeconomic status we have, whatever experiences we've been allowed to experience, the faith that we actually were introduced to. No, none of us evolved ourselves in that area. Those could all qualify for, and let alone our education, our, our jobs, our, and again, our wealth and so forth and so on, who she or he that is given much or responsible for much. Oh, that's why this podcast is for leaders. You hear that? Much will be expected. So welcome to another episode of Mission One Purpose, episode two. I am your host, Richard Rich Rail Relaford. I happen to be the founder and president of this movement called Mission One Race, um, saying we are uniquely the same. Everyone gets the love. And, uh, and we absolutely believe that we can transform as human beings. And no matter where we are in terms of that conversation of human reconciliation, no matter how uh, far off of the path we've went, it, we may have been formerly or, or in the midst of challenging the fact that we may be racist or sexist or phobic or, or an elitist and didn't know it. And now it's, we're coming to that awakening and we're saying uh, it's okay join the journey is okay meaning don't keep doing it but but turn so that's what that movement is about and that's when the motivation comes but me as a person as a human being mission one race is the most fully uh full expression of re really who i was created to be and i now see that that calling and and that truth right so i'm your servant leader of that um i was born and raised in chicago southwest suburbs born on the west side so shout out to Bolingbrook, the brook um spend my formidable years there and a full ride scholarship to the University of Akron, where I played D1 football as a cornerback, a little bit of safety as well, special teams and all that stuff. Very angry guy that made me a good football player. Then that led to me actually um, getting exposed to a lot more. I got my mechanical polymer engineering degree and I um, graduated, was a team captain and like involved in after that. I, I found and started, um, God found me really uh, through some through some gentlemen, like three, it took like three people <laughs> to, to, uh, for me to pivot in my life and, and accept and lay down and surrender. But, um, and, and then started really this movement in my mind and heart because the first thing that I remember after that moment was like, I like people. And I didn't, before, I didn't hate them, but it just was like, I like people. So, that's where we find ourselves, right? We we find ourselves in the midst of so much uh, going on. So now on every episode of Mission One Purpose with me, Rich Rail, we invite conversation around a topic with a leader or influencer to help us navigate finding mission in your purpose, right? To benefit others is the key. We're going to tie in a historic figure, quote or story as well to that in that topic and we'll have our guests lean into three core questions or maybe more as i make it up um and and, and remember our content can be sensitive at times not offensive but sensitive at times and we want uh you we want you to be uncomfortable 
I want to be uncomfortable because often, oftentimes those awkward moments are the best. Those are the moments where things transform and change. So, um, God bless you. Again, if you want to help out, uh, missiononerace.org forward slash give. But I have a guest today, an awesome guest. We're going to talk more about Danilo Archibald. But we're also going to talk about an impactful leader, world changer that's no longer with us and, and a little bit about their story. So this man that we are highlighting, William J. Seymour, had a right of anyone, way more than most of us living today, to have a chip on his shoulder and a possibly be reverse uh, uh, angry and and, and uh, distrusting and, and and militant and whatever the case may be. He's born in 1870. And instead, and I won't go over all his background and history, but just know this. He's from the South. He lost uh, his sight in one of his eyes that actually he he says it was God dealing with him because he was called into ministry and he refused to do it. So he lost his eye through like smallpox or something to that extent. Um, this is a real story. You gotta look him up and, and learned about something. So he was a, he went, he was a pastor preacher, right? He learned about something called being, you know, filled with the spirit and therefore speaking and having gifts and so forth around, around that concept, right? The holiness movement, if you will, doesn't matter if you don't know what that is, just follow with me. And he learns that down in Houston and it's so segregated still. And the person teaching it as well is, is, is oddly enough, seems to be history was show like still racist because later he gives a uh, pretty um, uh, uh, damaging message it, in the future of the Zuzu Street mission, we'll talk about it. But anyway, William J. Seymour is there. He's learning. He learns about this. He he gets called to Los Angeles, Los Angeles, California, in 1905-06 is when he when he moves there, um, and he gets kicked out of his first church. This is a true story. He gets kicked out of his first church. They're like they're like get that mess out of here. You're talking that bold uh, 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 information, that bold proclamation. We never heard that before. And they lock him out the church. They literally lock him out of church in between services or something like that. So he has a network and friend at, and, and one of the people that called him there and he starts this uh, Bible study. And again, I may be butchering some of the details, but I'm pretty on point. And he has this Bible study that he launches. It's somewhere called, I think it's 312 North Bonnie Bray Street or, or around there or 314. Um, and they start this prayer group and he starts to again because he feels called to teach this message, pray for uh, what he calls the Holy Spirit, similar to the day of Pentecost, if you don't know a lot about the Christian faith, is uh, the day really the church was launched and started, and he prays for that, and then boom, you all, it starts, supernatural things starts going on, and yes, there's a component about this that you're going to hear it boiled down into the Pentecostal movement, and 700 million Christians are connected with it, and there's healings and all that, and supernatural going on, I'm not minimizing any of that, but in terms of the mission one race, and, and, and this mission one purpose serving this, was the fact that this man felt called to his core to this mission to this purpose said it boldly right at first it was rejected but step to it and the biggest thing that was unique and different about this movement wasn't just the miracles those were unique it wasn't just the tongues that were being speaking that wasn't just the the um um 
the the uniqueness of where it being in Los Angeles at the time with only 8,000 or so black folks, 320,000 20, or so others, but it was a very uh, a total, I mean, total population, 320, 340,000. And, but it was very uh, diverse through, you know, through the building of the train and, and uh, the um, Asian uh, uh, um, uh, folks that had immigrated and, and, and still strong Hispanic Mexican uh, presence there. So you've a white presence there from the, from the West. So you have everyone kind of living in this town and let me tell you why I'm mentioning that. And even the, even the, the women's roles and rights at the time, right, were, were limited. When this movement started, and it was a revival, it's the largest revival in history, second only to the actual day of Pentecost itself, happened, something was unique about it. It was pre, way pre, before the 1960s was when there was any sort of like civil rights movement or, or, or thrust or, or even pressure to be to uh, to reconcile or to live together, everything was separated and everything was just just violent, even more so than even today. Believe it or not, uh, with all the violence we have going on around this subject, and it seems to be increasing. In the midst of all of that, this Bible study starts. God starts to show His perfect will, and the fact that when He is at His height. At the at the at the at the ep, uh, the pinnacle of the expression of our faith and our his love, everyone's invited, because at this revival, immediately, black, white, Latino, Asian, Native American, men and women came to hear this one-eyed black pastor, who they say wasn't even most eloquent or, or super charismatic or anything to that extent, just he radiated love and it grew like that. There were people that walked in with prejudices that walked out change. There were people that walked in, of course, like we said, with, with ailments and sicknesses and, 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 and uh, some developmental problems and, and physical uh, disabilities and so forth that were healed as well. But the thing that was most prominent that folks still cannot figure out is the oneness that was happening. He would preach it called Christian unity in Christ. He'd say, you can have all these gifts. You can speak in tongues and everything else going on. But if you can't have love for your brother and sister, that means nothing. Paul talks about that as well. So we're highlighting in the midst of uh, this time in our season and, and, and coronavirus and COVID and, and the racial ethnic, uh, Injustice and the uprising there and resurgence there. That we have to hold each other accountable. We're suffering in this together. Yes, as well. But when we turn the corner. We have to turn the corner and find a way to see the sameness, to see the uniquely the same unique sameness in each other and walk out oneness. That's not just a mandate. That's a better life. That's a life where we don't leave people behind. That's a life where we do fight for those in the margins of whether it's uh, ethnic, whether it's uh, location, location, ability, history, choices, political views, orientation, um, faith, um, Gender, 
identity, any of it, you all. That's what William J. Seymour stood for and what made him a radical even to this day in 1906. Let's have a conversation. We're going to talk to Reverend Danilo Archbold. He's a senior pastor at New Jerusalem Cathedral uh, Incorporated. We're going to bring him in in just a moment. But we're going to see what Danilo, how he's feeling. He's out there serving. Uh, he's serving as uh, as a New Jerusalem Cathedral pastor. He's located in Elmont, New York. He's been involved in ministry for 46 years. He's a U.S. Army veteran, right? And he still holds several, several key positions on local, state, and national levels. And he's a mental health first aid USA instructor. Interfaith Advisory Council, Vice Chair and on the Nassau County Police Commissioners, uh, commu uh, Community Council, so many other things. Um, and also part of the Long Island STEM Hub Committee. Uh, he, he, he just connects in the boroughs of New York City, he connects people, he connects people from different backgrounds and faiths and so forth. And so we're going to bring him in. Danilo, are you there with me? I am fashionably behind a few minutes. You're on mute if you're talking. And I don't know if you have a visual for us, but I would love it if you did. If not, we'll yes, have a yes, conversation. Yes. I, I have a visual, brother. I'm coming on. I'm coming on. I'm coming on. There it is. You see you see me in my new Mission One Race apparel? I got my Mission One Race apparel. <laughs> I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm loving it, brother. I got to put my order in. You got <laughs> to get your order in. We got to get ready to go. I already told uh, some of our folks that are listening just a little bit about, about your background. So I want to be um, uh, just really intentional with our time. I'm opening up my, my agenda to you. So I know I've got those cornerstone questions. That's the only prep I did give them, you all, because uh, uh, this awesome man uh, is just – just ready to serve and this is a no-no by the way for pastors on monday i'm just telling you yeah. guys so don't try this at home don't try booking <laughs> a pastor on a monday unless you have some real relational equity and 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 uh but i still owe him so just so you know secretly i owe him because this should not be happening but but he's he's on the call i thank you so much um yeah, just even though I told him, I just if, if if before folks, if the first thing that comes out of your mouth, who is and I'm gonna usher us through because we're at eight oh five now. I'm getting you out of here eight twenty for sure. I'm I'm saying who is Danilo Archbold? Like even like who is who is this man? I know you pastor. I know you're a reverend. I know you're a part of the 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 the. Uh, the healthcare committee, mental health journey. You're you're serving in interfaith. But who, who are you? Uh, first of all, thank you, uh, uh, Rich, uh, for even inviting me and thinking of me. And I and I truly owe that to God uh, because it's God that actually put us together. But right to your point, uh, first of all, uh, I'm a child of God, right? Uh, I'm a husband first and foremost. Uh, before ministry, you know, that's my first ministry. You know, most people don't understand that. You know, they have all these titles and, and different hats that they wear, but when two become one, then that first ministry become one another, right? So first and foremost, uh, I'm a husband, then I'm a dad, 
uh, then I'm a son, a brother, a sister, and all those other nuances that come underneath that. And then I'm a servant leader. I just love to serve. And I believe that that's one of the real reasons why I joined the military. And I mean, nothing happens by, by chance, right? And so I learned, right, how to stay focused, how to be disciplined, right? How to work in unison as a team to complete the mission and the task. So when you reached out to me, this was like a no brainer to me. This was really God in the works behind the scene like he normally does so so always first of all i didn't know you served and we could definitely go go down that route i do want to get out of respect just just where you served and when so because i had my, my sister air force brother army i have some nieces uh niece that just went in and, and, and serving and listening listing plenty of friends i almost went to west point like how many times have people heard that like i was supposed to play football for west point and go there uh they're still probably mad um <laughs> but that, that we got something in common yeah. there because i got a full ride to west point yeah yeah bro i still got the letter oh wow wow still got the letter Wow. So where, where yeah, we have you, a lot in common, brother. Where did you yeah. serve? So uh, I was uh, stateside. I was in uh, 2nd of the 10th Cav uh, Airborne Unit uh, at Fort Knox, Kentucky. So, so I served from uh, 86 to 88. But during that time serving, I got hurt real bad. Wow. Uh, drunk driver hit me head on. My head went through the windshield, nearly decapitating me. And I got ejected out of the car. Uh and subsequently ended up in a uh, physical rehabilitation hospital and served out the rest of my time in the military. Uh, but I, my body physically wasn't able to sustain, you know, jumping out and ripping and running with rucksacks on my back, you know, yes, and yes. being deployed. Yeah, yeah. So God had a, a, a he, uh, some people are looking at me and saying like, wow, we never really knew that. Because when you look at me, right, God is a healer. He definitely is. Right. So I owe everything to God. But yeah, I served here at Fort Knox in Kentucky back then in the late eighties. Awesome. So okay, here here we go. The title uh, of this podcast, which which is Mission One Purpose. Now, obviously, you're familiar some of Mission One Race, Mission One Purpose, and and what I what I mean by that is is mission, right? Without or purpose without mission is purposeless. Now, what what when I Take that where you are. I, I have a, a spin on that. It's, it's not supposed to be. It's a fragment sentence, obviously. I mean, uh, somewhat. Uh, or, or can be a, a bit opaque, but there's a definite energy behind it because, you know, books like Purpose Driven Life and so forth. And I'm not trying to undercut any of that. But I just had a moment when in 2018, God called me into this this current mission, right? Uh, the mission of oneness and, and human reconciliation that I saw that there is a difference between mission and purpose. There, there's your uniqueness to mission. And, and uh, so, so when I hear, when you hear purpose without mission is purposeless. What do you, do you, do you align with that? Or what, what, what is that? What does that, or what does that mean to you when you even hear it? Like out of the two of them? Yeah. Uh, first of all, uh, when you first, um, uh, mentioned it to me, I was like, yo, this dude is right on task uh, because uh, it's really where my back, uh, back, the backbone of my mission is, right? Uh, you cannot have a mission without a purpose. You cannot. You first must have a purpose, right? And the Bible talks about our purpose, right? God has created you and I for a purpose and everybody else that's listening, right? 
for a unique purpose for such a time as this, yes. right? And if we don't know what that purpose is, then we're wandering around stagnant like zombies, right? Yes. Yes. So first of all, you need to know that you were created for a reason, for a purpose, right? And so once you know what that purpose is, yes. right? Uh, then, then that's where the clarity comes in, right? Uh, because then uh, it starts to shape and prepare you and I for what God has really called us to, right? Because there's a story for you to tell. There's a story for me to tell, right? And for me, there, there are distinct ways that we know that, right? Because the Bible declares uh, why you and I exist. Yes. There's scripture to back that up, right? Yes. The Bible yes. defines the life, your life, my life, right? Uh, you, and it clarifies it with non-negotiables. So when I say non-negotiables, right, God is the head of our lives. And so there are certain things that God requires of you and I and the men and the women that he is called to, right? And so, yeah, it, it is what it is, right? Uh, uh, purpose without mission is purposeless. Because the mission, the mission out of the two words, mission by default, see, they, they look the same. And you mm -hmm. look at mission, and you what's the nuance? Both are are intentional actions. Both um, um, are are have merit to them. The difference between is purpose, if not used properly, can still be self serving. Like yeah, you can you can have a hey, my purpose in life is to play video game. I mean, you could I mean, you could say that. No, I'm being serious. Like, there's nothing you you there's no, talk to someone tell you no. Like, you know I mean, like you you and I know, like biblically, probably like God has a lot more than video games. But you can, we're given free will. We can say my purpose in life is to play video games. Now, watch this. I'm not knocking video games. I'm, I, mm -hmm. I played my sports games in my time. I'm just taking this as, a, as an example, and I still do. I play a little. <laughs> Here's what I'm saying. But you can't do that same thing with mission. You can't send my mission no. games. Why, why can't you? Because at the end of the day, at the end of a mission has to be another person. Correct. The word in itself implies outside of yourself. So as long as whatever your circle is in what you're doing is, is just insular. Even if I challenge even saying you could, some folks, I think when, when God is talking about it, when we're talking about mission, it's, it's beyond, yes, your marriage is mission. Yes, your children and so forth. Yes, even your neighborhood. But if we look at the commission, immediately, he didn't even he didn't even skip past it. He didn't even like deal with the nuclear family. He's like, yeah, you're supposed to be doing that. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about Judea, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, right? And the other parts of the earth. So right off the bat, mission is implied outside of even your comfort zone. You, you took get, the, get out. So if you have a mission, you have to you if a purpose. Once you in in invoke that mission into it, a selflessness about it comes about. A other comes about, and that's where I see the most powerful. Like I think folks want access to the supernatural without supernatural size expectations of impact. They want supernatural just for my family. I don't know. Oh, that, that's I, I, I haven't seen a lot of that. Those miracles in the Bible. Usually it's like I'm interceding for someone, for a city, for a purpose, for other. Yes or no for a child. Yeah. Like so. So I was uh, I'm saying a lot there. But but, but the purpose, the mission, the, the, do you do you are we are we tracking on? I mean, the same no, no, no. We're in agreement because guess what? Could you imagine if Jesus was self-centered? Oh, right? oh, oh, 
Huh? He knew his purpose, but he had to complete the mission. And that was go through being hung on the cross. Could you imagine if he was self-centered? Because oh. he did. He questioned God. Yeah, he he said, do I really got to do this? Do I really? But he said, nevertheless, not my will, not my selfishness, but your will be done. And so we have to ask ourselves, what's the mission? What's the task? What's the purpose that God has created for us through talent, skills, ability, and access? I shared with you about that most people don't really, in the first couple of verses, when you talk about Matthew chapter 5, uh, the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus had to pull those cats to the side and say, hey, you know what? Do you really know what you're getting into? Yes. Do you really understand what this is? This isn't pomp and circumstance. This isn't a get-rich scheme. Because the crowds, when you paint the picture, I'm trying to paint a picture for you. You know, we get but we get real big-headed when we're in front of a crowd and audience and they're cheering us. It's almost like the hype man, right, or the hype person at a rap concert. You're building up the crowd. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And Jesus warned his disciples. Huh? Don't be deceived. Don't, Don't be, be deceived. deceived. When you take up this cross, there's hurt, there's pain, right? Our job as faith leaders, anyway, for me, my purpose is to advocate for those who have been marginalized. That's why the Bible states, and I don't take it lightly, where much is given, much is required. For all the many acts that I hold, there's a reason and a purpose. For me being connected to you, there's a reason and a purpose. There's a mission. There's a task that needs to be completed. And it can't. So so watch this. See, the mistake I made is this is this is part one. If we if people are going to say, hey, are you bringing that needle back? We're going to have to. We're going to have to because we're going to have to because I'm now going to enter a zone. We're going to it's going to be a little bit of, of rapid fire. So I'm going to give you really um, um, not, those questions that you we have. We're landing with that because I feel like that's mm-hmm. that's what God wants wants us to land it. But but. Here, he, he, I'm gonna say uh, the name of a person, then a couple of things that are on on my heart, and I'm just gonna have you speak into them. Thirty seconds. We're gonna get in and get out. Right? Watch okay. this. William J. Seymour. Wow! Wow! Uh, Not historic. Like, just what does it affect? What does it do? Because I'm gonna lay it out to them when we, when we talk about this this man and his impact in 1906. Right? With the Azusa Street Mission Revival, what does that name, William J. Seymour? Uh, 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 right up off the top of my head, uh, uh, activist, motivator for me. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. He was an igniter, igniter. Mm-hmm. Yep. He was the field, the catalyst, catalyst. Watch this. COVID keepers, I'm calling it. I'm saying out of this, I'm saying out of this time. Mm. There's some things we need to take out of this time. There's some things that are wow. happening because wow. of this that we need to leave. God knows some of the sickness, the death, suffering, all that. But but what's some COVID keepers for you? What, what I'll tell you one of them. Um, all of a sudden, and I had mo- a moment with it, man. Family is tough. We were doing virtual connections. These are folks, some of family I haven't talked to forever. And we're getting on Zoom together and having conversations. COVID wow. keeper, the walks with friends and so forth that I had, like at a distance, like that wasn't happening before with the schedule and travel and stuff like that. Those are some COVID keepers. 
right? Yeah, yeah. Well, for me too, it's the Zoom. Uh, we're getting ready to have an Archibald family reunion with over 200 family members from all over the world. And most of them I've never connected with. So you're right, right? Uh, listen, the food insecurities. Here in New York, I opened up five different food distribution sites, right? Where I'm engaging with other people. I mean, this COVID situation has really, really got me focused, right? Got yes. me to the point where, guess what? I am my brother's keeper. I am my sister's keeper. I, I think the other keeper is the shared struggle. It's the fact yeah. that there was a moment, too, and it's shifted a bit, and we're going to go to our, our other uh, uh, rapid fires, is I didn't, inv- I didn't even have to ask you, hey, how's it going? What what's going on? You know that that, that surface level question that we that we hit yeah. each other with housing. Listen, yeah. we know how it's going. Rough. Yes, yes. We, yeah. you know what I mean. Let's be real. Like I know yeah. how it's going. I know you directly or indirectly, and it's still there. Yeah, your life has been shaken. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even Thanks. have to ask. There's something about that that I think we have to keep that. Yeah, you have to keep that. That no one circumvented was able to get outside of the fact that, and that that's similar. There's verses around that. How his rain and his sun and some pours down equally on the just and the unjust. Like that's just how it is when we're on this planet. We have forgotten. There's no get out of jail free card in terms of that. There's no pass go. Like we, there's just some gen, there's just some connectedness in suffer, you know, in our suffering and in our joys. Let me tell you what: an empty stadium ain't as fun as forty thousand of y'all rude people, <laughs> including me. I said rude. Like sometimes I'm the rude one. I, you know, you guys know I'm telling the truth. Sometimes we get on each yeah. other's nerves, but then also yeah. I don't want y'all not to be there. Yeah, right? that's not as fun. Yeah, we fun. need you. We need each other. <laughs> like, so I'm going to try to be better. You be better. Like, you see what I'm saying? That's a COVID keeper. Amen. Like, like, we want. Amen. That, Amen. Right? Amen. So, okay, here we go. Mission Mission possible will be a section. If you have a person on top of your mind, who is a person besides yourself that's like, that you would call, like, uh, I'm thinking of Tom Cruise. I'm secretly, listen, man, Tom Cruise. I started going back through my movies. And I'm like, listen, I'm praying for Tom Cruise. And I have no judgment for him, but I'm praying for him. And and, I, and I'm believing. But his, his, he's ridiculous as a, as a talent. Like, he's a great actor. Yeah. Mission Impossible right. movies are amazing. So when I go into this section as Mission Impossible, who's like a, a, a society or a social or a, or a, or a, a, a spiritual mission possible person, the po- person that you know that's like, man, they said it wasn't possible, but I'm bringing these folks together or I'm doing this together, like a mission possible story or a person, just quick. That wow. comes to your I mind. would say, I would say off the bat, right? Uh, uh, one of the uh, great spiritual leaders that I had a, a chance of being underneath his tutelage. Uh, for about 17, 18 years, and that's Dr. A.R. Bernard from Christian Cultural Center in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. He's actually my cousin. Uh, and this guy knows how to bring people together. Uh, and I, I just, he's a great teacher, uh, a great orator, a great in, inspirator, yeah. a great catalyst. Yeah, yeah, awesome. So we might have awesome. to lean, lean into him. Uh, God's purpose is people. What do you say about that? Like God, you tell me a time. There's a time okay. where I was running when I was running and I'm telling you, I asked God clear as possible. Mm-hmm. Like he was, cause sometimes you can just talk to him. People try to make it all formal. God is ready to talk to us. I said, Hey man, I, Hey, what's on your mind? He said, people, I'm not going to lie to you just like that. I asked God like, Hey, what, what's going on? People. I was like, I can do anything for you. Like, like he's like, love people. 
I'm telling you, it was that clear. There's not a time in a day, yes or no, where God is not about people. But when you when you look at it from the beginning of time, right? Adam and Eve, right? We've we as human beings, right? We have this natural innate ability to want to do our own thing, and then God got to do something ridiculous for us to come right back and say, "Hey, I need God." Right? Abraham, when God uh, put it out that he was going to touch the world in such a way. If you look back in uh, Isaiah chapter 56, right? It, the, 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 the call for God to touch uh, other people besides the Jews, right? To yes. reconcile the world back to him. Guess what? That was a way that God was touching people, being yes. involved with people. When he sent the Savior, Jesus Christ, to die for me and you, to reconcile us back to him. So God has always been intentional. He's always been part of working with people, through people, for people, men and women alike, you and I, everybody that's listening on this podcast. Huh? I so, believe that that's what the mission one purpose, right? That God gave you as a vision is really for, right? We're out here feeding people. We're here being intentional, yes. right? You're running, you're racing, Right. And people coming up along the road, the path. When I watched that documentary, I said, my God. Right. Uh, I've run STEM camps for, for disadvantaged minority children who otherwise wouldn't have the ability to have access to awesome, great in, uh, education in the sciences, the technology, the engineering, the math. So God is intentional where we are being used as vessels, as the tools. Right to navigate the system and God's purpose here on earth to touch the lives of others. It is what it is. Period. It's people to people. Period. People. Period. Like people. there's no, there's no, you're not going just getting deep in some cave somewhere and God's just like, just you and God. Like, listen, that might be temporarily. You might pray. Jesus did that. And then he's sending your butt back to some people. Go do the work, player. Listen, I, I'm just I'm just keeping it real like this because last podcast, like last couple, I told them I was being conservative, and if, if I want to come in hot, like you can't. Dadilo's going to bring it. it. You, bring might, it. you might say it to yourself. You might say, "Man, this temperature got really turned up." Yes, but it's love. Like, have you ever heard people talk like this? We're not. It's not anger. So, so here's what I'm going to do. Because you maybe are listening. It's passion. And it's maybe, passion, Rich. Maybe we you should, have passion. Thank you, brother. This is for real. The the standing uh, three questions, which you've had some time to to prepare, and I and I and I we're a little bit uh, over. So. Be mindful. And you as a person, as you're listening to Danilo, and I'm going to answer him then when I when I um, let him go. Busy, busy man, I really appreciate his time. But he's going to answer these. And these are important questions even before we get to the purpose thing. And that's what I noticed after my first couple episodes. I'm making the assumption that these, what we had similar answer to these three questions. And I'm always going to come back to these because I want to be, be, because they're critical to even us getting to a Where's your mission within your purpose? You may be a purpose person that's doubting that you have a purpose, right? You may be a person that's doubting whatever. So the first question is, who do you think you are? Who do you, who do you, and that can go with different tones. I've had people tell me that, who do you think you are? But I'm asking you like, who do you think you are? And who you think I think that Neela thinks he is will dictate it all. Because if you think so lowly of yourself or think you're just some randomness, then of course you're just, life is happening to you and your impact is not 
enough. And so then why even try? So Danilo, who who do you think you are? Like, what, who do you think you are? I'm a child of God, number one. Yeah, with a purpose. Yeah, and a mission and a vision, right? To touch the lives of others, you know? And I know what God has called me to do. Uh, I'm a husband, like I stated before. I'm a father. I'm a brother. I'm a son, right? I even re- uh, I even want to stay out of the roles. Who do you think you are? You said, who do you think you are? Uh, I, I'm a child of God. Yep. That's, see, that's see, right there. Scared. Right yeah. there. When you hit that, I feel like I almost... I wish you all could see his face because there's a certain, it wasn't arrogance. Yeah. There's a certain knowing, like if we are child or children or creations of God. Yeah. Listen, there's no one else to report into. There's no other authority that we need question from. And if he sends us in to do things, you can consider it done because if he's said it and sent you or I to do it, you can do it. So you are actually that each one of us were made with intention and direction. Next, what's your relationship with death? My relationship with death is that guess what? Life doesn't stop there. That's what the scripture tells me, right? So mm-hmm. I'm not afraid of it to the degree that it puts me on pause or has me paralyzed where I can't function on a day-to-day basis, right? Trials and errors, they're going to come. The road, the Bible says that the road was never going to be easy. So this walk that we take up with this purpose-driven mission uh, that God has given to you or to me, guess what? Death is not a reflection of who I am, my embodiment, right? Because I can still do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So that's where I get my my core uh, energy from. I know that in spite of what I'm seeing, in spite of what I'm feeling, in spite of what I'm going through, guess what? I'm good to go. God got me. So, so brass tax on it is this. Unless we have a couple Enochs or he comes back early and ends this, <laughs> this nonsense. If you're listening to this podcast, you will die someday. And that's, <laughs> listen, I'm not trying to be dramatic, but I'm telling you that truth on both ends is important to know. Amen. Because here's the deal. Let's deal with the fear first. My relationship with death, I am not afraid to die. And yeah. I'll say that in some cocky way. Yeah. Mostly because of what Danilo just, just said. The fact that I also believe and know that he has made us as eternal beings and I have given and trusted mine to him. He's my, my savior is like dead, like death, death is not, he, he said, Death, where's your sting? So there is obviously my faith is a huge part of that, right? So therefore, let's talk about that. Minus that is that there's freedom in that. So now all my choices are, how do I survive? So so let me say this. My number one goal is not longevity. My number one goal is not longevity. It's impact. My number one goal is not survival. It's it's striving. It's, It's doing, right? Then the other side becomes, one day we will die, Danilo. So that fixing to means nothing. And guess what? We don't know what tomorrow brings. So that, that is true, though. So, 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 the, so it does bring an urgency to me when that settled in. When I started seeing folks, when my mother passed in 2007, there was things that I was said I was going to do. They're like, either you do them or you don't. So it's like you don't live with fear of death, but you also don't live like you got forever because we don't. Amen. So we must live like today is a gift 
and that if we feel anything in us that there's impact and that verse I read earlier for, because before you came on Danilo was Luke 12 48 where it said he much is given much is expected and required much responsibility so there is something on your plate on my plate if you have been created at all to do so that's what we dealt with but saying who do you think you are you are made with intention and purpose what's your relationship with death we will die someday but we are not made to just stop here so let's not fear that but let's act in urgency last but not least okay why do you wake up sounds like this mm. full circle but why do you wake up <clears throat> like when you wake I up wake what do you feel like when god you wake up it. what's on your mind god, when you wake up yeah well number one god purposed it he did if yeah. it wasn't for him i wouldn't be able to get up and because i know that he woke me up there's a purpose. There's a purpose for me to live and not die. There's a purpose for me to thrive, right? So right now, now, what is in your mind when you wake up? Right now, when you wake up in the morning, what like... Every like, morning I wake up, brother, there's work to be done. There are people yeah. that need help. You understand? Yep. That's my purpose. I know what my calling is, right? So people uh, in your you mind. look at Ephesians 2, 8 and 10, it talks about the grace that, that we've been saved by faith, right? And that there's a purpose, the result, not results of our own works, but what God did for me and you through the grace. And because I know that he gave me a platform, I have to get up every day. There are people, I was on the phone this morning with the New uh, with the USDA, Agriculture Department, talking about food insecurities and bringing food to this region to help other folks. Uh, I'm working on some other platforms with STEM education for the new school year. There's a purpose. There's a vision. There's a mission here. I wake up every morning knowing that God woke me up because the work is not done. There's an impact that needs to be made on other people's lives in order for them to know who God is and what he's purposed for them to do. That's my role. That's my focus. That's why I woke up this morning. And ain't nothing to be else to be said outside of that. And I love you so much, brother. We'll be, we'll be talking uh, more. Uh, Reverend Danilo Archbold. Uh, and you, we didn't hit this Panamanian folks. So in case you don't like, so he is it the is is it <laughs> Latino? What, what is it te- technically? What do you identify? I'm just curious, just because like the Latino, black Latino, or what, what would you? Black say? Latino. Yep. Black yes. Latino. And crazy part is right that my great grandparents are from Scotland, blonde hair, blue eyes. Crazy. So I'm just a mixed up type of person, but I love all people, brother. I love it. Peace and love, brother. I'll talk to you soon. Peace. God bless you. Love you, man. Okay. Talk to you soon. Man, right. that was that was um powerful, you all. And and I want to release you with with this. Um there's a place for that, and we shouldn't be reckless or careless. But um there's also freedom in in imperfection. You're not perfect, I'm not perfect. So even as we walk out this, you know, purpose without mission is purposeless and so forth and so on. That's not saying every day that's going to be resonant. And there's days you might be down. That's fine. There's days I'm down. There's moments I'm down. Right. So those questions aren't easy. So I thank you for just uh, for for bearing with me as we lean through that. It was great to hear another voice in here. Right. And I know, again, I want to be clear. um, There's no side agenda, but the same way I would hope, and respect you not to judge uh, Danilo or myself on our faith. Because we have people here of faith, 
right? And and not necessarily in ministry or, or of same faith, but they are living their purpose and their mission. Uh, but hopefully you held on and, and could see a unique perspective that maybe you've never heard before. Uh, that is our, that's agenda within the agenda uh, always. There's no side agenda. We're coming straight down through it. He's being who he is. I'm being who I am. We invite you to be who you are, right? So it was personal. It's, it's vulnerable. I think of, um, I want to share a moment because part of what I've been doing around Mission One Race has been a lot of running. Uh, and I have some of my ultra runners maybe on this on this podcast as well because they see my name. Like, man, this dude runs a lot, whatever the case may be. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to share it. Um, when I was out there running that those 250 miles, I mean, some of the hardest stuff was, and, and let me frame it up. So in 2019, the culmination of uh, or the beginning of Mission One Race was me feeling called to run 250 miles uh, over six days, mission to mission. So that's where it comes as well. It was a double uh Meaning, so everything going on. The mission is a meaning. Mission one race has a meaning. Human race, as well as the the, the rat race of life, as well as the race or ethnicity um, that people, you know, um, were struggling with, and and just other backgrounds and stuff. And I could just feel the fact that everyone needed to know that they were loved, um, regardless. And and it was very clear what God was telling me to do, but um, I had no idea what that would do to my body. And I'm out there. The worst day was uh was day three and what's crazy is i knew it was going to be the worst day and got like praying about it whether like it, it, just because you know doesn't mean it makes it easier and i just knew it was going to be the the worst day and it was and um and i'd share a few moments while i was running and one day and i was just so lonely because i didn't have a support system out there so if you mind uh, imagine like you know at that point i've been running alone for i don't know 50 hours or something just ridiculous on day three not all on that day but spread out over the three days leading up to that and my body started to shut down and um and i was questioning like i never but i never questioned during it should i stop or not in terms of like was was it important enough or not to keep going and it was my body started to shut down. And first it was like my, my kidneys. So my kidney was shut down. And I remember there's this day three. I'm in this crossing to the sun is kind of setting. And I just start to lose control of, of somewhat everything. And then I had tight. I had running tights on as well as shorts. So I had to like throw those tights away in this, in this like dumpster and running shorts. Basically the shorts I had on top because I had you know, soil myself. Is that what you call it when, when it's either one? I don't even know why I'm sharing this, but it's the truth. I just, I mean, I just could not control it. I took those off, threw them away, and I kind of tried to wipe myself or whatever in this bathroom of this restaurant, uh, of this, like, coffee shop, whatever. I kept running. I don't know why I'm sharing that. Because I think um I don't want it all to seem glamorous or or you can say it was stupid or whatever. It, it was, I was called to do it. It was, and it was, and for me, it was worth it. The people, you're worth it. Um, the mission's worth it. It's all about people. Nothing matters. I mean, you're not taking the money with you. You're not taking, 
your title with you, your position, your houses, or any of that with you. I mean, it's it's, it's just not going to happen. And that's not judging you at all. I'm just, I'm not taking it with me. I'm thankful for uh, Reverend Danilo Archibald being there with us on very short notice. And, and, uh, and you guys can tell that we're, 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 we're going somewhere, but we're still building it, right? So thank you for being patient and listening to this. I, I hope it uh, gave you some uh, positive uh, and just real-life moments to, to take and grab with you. Um, I will share more about the, my ultra experience. I will share more about the the, the book, but here here's just what I'm gonna do in uh, in closing. Um, is say we need each other. Family is absolutely important. Relationships, fathering. Your community, your local church is, is important. No buts. Let's take that and expand our circles and keep expanding until we have no circles. And basically anybody that comes in our path directly affected by what we do or indirectly and think to ourselves, what's my mission in this moment? What's my mission in this moment? And that will be built on top of whatever purpose you find yourself in. And maybe you find your purpose within a mission. Uh, before I launched Mission One Race or anything else like that, I served a lot of missions and still serve on a mission. Uh, and, and, you know, a nonprofit World Vision, that their mission is to, for vulnerable children to have a chance at fullness of life all around the world. That's their mission. And that's a within the mission of one as far as I'm concerned because you see that child is the, the same and equal value of every other child. Um, so that's an example. So maybe that's what it is. You don't have to have and launch some mission, serve a mission, uh, serve someone's mission. Uh, American Federation of Suicide Prevention. We're, gonna, we're working out and aligning with them on a, a partnership now. The mission is to... Uh, prevent suicide, right? It, it bring awareness to it and mental health and so forth and remove the stigma around it and help folks around it. That's a mission, serving that mission. Um, uh, anyway, so so that would be the question. So this week, wherever you're going, take with you and 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 just once, once in a while, I just ask myself, what's my mission? Maybe ask yourself, what's, what's your mission? I know you have a job, most likely, or you're parenting or your homemaker or whatever. What's, what's my mission? Even in the, your children long term, right? Thank you for joining us today. Um, we're, we're going to be um, highlighting what, what we have ongoing right now in Mission One Race is uh, we are still taking registrations for the Journey 2020, which is December 6th to the 13th. We also have the virtual pilgrimage um, that's coming up. You, you want to be involved, just go to missiononerace.org. Um, you can support us if you want at missiononerace.org forward slash give. But again, that's not the punchline here. That's just I'd be irresponsible not to uh, offer that to you. We want to hear from you. So you can like us, send, follow, 
uh, on all of our social media platforms. You can, and we're we're finding ways right now. We're building. We're in the final stages of you being able to be a member, and that doesn't even cost anything. You'd be a member or, or a member contributor uh, if you do have something you want to support with us. But just to be saying, hey, I'm down with that oneness. Um, that, that that is coming. Okay. Now remember, mission without purpose is purposeless. I can't even say my own thing. You want to talk about being okay with doing stuff for yourself? I'm sitting here doing this. <laughs> I haven't said that right once. Help me. Mission without purpose is purposeless. And God's purpose is always people first, centered. And it's an open invitation, okay? Now, in the name of love, mission, and oneness, your brother, Rich Rail. All right? God bless. Rich Rail. One love.